0: Keep those banners in the bin. North London is finished, as Arsenal and Tottenham drop crucial points and hand advantage to their northern rivals, Hugh's fuming. Can't wait to get into this one. Elsewhere is Harset for Brighton as they march out of the FA Cup, while City rests about seven of the 30 best players in the world and still win 3-0. How boring. All that and more on today's episode of From the Backseat. Hey dude, Hugh. You've had a couple of days to marinate?
1: Yes, how's, mate. How's it going?
0: How's it going, mate?
1: Um football side I'm a bit under the weather and my voice is gone so I'm going to talk less this episode basically that's the only way that we can get through this we'll get on to the football I'm actually feeling quite ambivalent about it all right
0: now which is good It's it's a very strong strong way to describe your feelings
1: yeah well it is quite a contradictory mood isn't it trying to see the positive when it's an overwhelming negative
0: yes You've bottled it, so he's hit the bottle, listener. Those are my thoughts. Nah, we'll get into it. It's not a bottle.
1: (laughs) It's not a bottle. I've thought about it long and hard. It ain't a bottle.
0: Luckily for you, we don't have to talk about it first, because we can talk about the biggest bottle jobs in the Premier League, probably. Newcastle 6, Tottenham 1. Oh, my days. So I was on the train back from the airport and I've got live score on my phone. And I was looking at it and I was like, what the hell is going on with my phone right now? Because it was around the time when the government was trying to sound an alarm on everyone's phone in the UK.
1: So I thought my phone was going haywire. Before we get into football, I didn't get a fucking alarm at 3pm. That's a good thing,
0: mate. That's a good thing.
1: No, because what if like a tornado comes and I don't fucking know about it, then I'm just going to walk straight into it.
0: What have people done up until this moment? They've just used their fucking
1: eyes. I can only presume that we're getting closer to nuclear destruction. It's the only reason I can think as to why on earth they would just implement a nationwide alarm.
0: It was super sus. If I put my conspiracy theory hat on, I feel like since COVID, the government realised that UK the UK population will basically do whatever they say. If you just make it seem like it's a crisis. And so this is probably just the start of of just sounding the alarm at random to make people go home to control traffic or just any number of bullshit. It just seems a bit
1: redundant, doesn't it? Because if Big Vlad sends a nuke out away, I don't know what a text is going to do. But there
0: you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think going and sitting, sitting in my lounge is going to change anything. No, I'd be like, oh, guys, there's a nuclear bomb on the way. So oh, you know, right? go home, put the kettle on.
1: I'm glad they sent me a text. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> It was proper jarring, mate. I was on the train and the train was just like... Just sirens going off left, right and centre. But none of them quite at the same time. It was a bit apocalyptic. uh, That
1: sounds awful. I'm glad I didn't get it. But yeah, I don't know what's going on. Must be on the blacklist with the Tory party. But there you go. Anyway, speaking of nuclear destruction... Naughty things happened at St James's Park this weekend.
0: Indeed they did. Indeed they did. What a mess. What a hot mess. And at the time recording... Someone's head had to roll, and it's Stellini's. So, as we tweeted last <laughs> week, true. Tottenham might need to start looking for an interim interim manager, and they've got one: Ryan Mason. As long as man. <laughs> Will he make it till the end of the season? Who knows, mate? What a stupid club, Tottenham probably. Are at the moment.
1: But I mean, what, it Jesus. doesn't even matter. Tottenham have become suddenly in the same place that bloody Chelsea are at, where this, this season just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs>
0: No. It just despite matter. the fact that they've been fourth for most of the season, this, it's a write off now.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. No, they're, they're literally out of the top four race, as far as I'm concerned. It's done. Yeah. It's yeah. done.
0: Yeah. So I feel like it needs a bit of time. We need to break it down as best we can. The general consensus is that Tottenham decided to play four at the back for the first time in about 18 months. And they've spent a lot of like time, energy and money investing into wing backs so they bought Porro, they bought Perisic then they proceeded to play them both at full back Ivan Perisic is basically a striker yeah he's a winger but he scores goals right so to have him that far back with a centre back bearing of an out of form Romero and Eric Dier they're just terrible Eric Dier
1: it's weird it's, it's that just a mess. it's unbelievably
0: know. bad and I don't
1: really know why Steelini went for a back four in this game. Because Win. he's
0: never been a manager, and everyone was saying you should try it, and he tried it. I feel like it was one of them where he was like, This is what you wanted, guys. This is what you wanted. See, football management's not so easy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a very sus thing to do at St. James's Park of all places. But uh, five goals down in 21 minutes. Wow, wow, wow. Great going from top I of don't that. think.
0: I don't think anyone could believe it. I loved how much Newcastle couldn't believe it. Most of their celebrations were just laughing at the sheer, like, ridiculousness of it. I don't blame them.
1: No, I don't blame them. I mean, it it just shouldn't happen to a team like Tottenham. You shouldn't just fold like that from the first whistle. It's just bizarre. There's something terminal going on at Tottenham, and I just don't know what.
0: Yeah, when you actually break down the sequence of events, they got rid of their manager, their director of football has been banned from football. Mm. Um... Their interim manager's gone. Harry Kane is very unlikely to sign that contract at present. And you look at the rest of the squad and you're like, it's really average. It's really, really average. They've got a nice stadium, though, to be fair. But so,
1: Yeah, it kind of feels like, you know, when Arsenal moved to the Emirates and it was just a bit crap, but they have the new stadium. Like, maybe they're just at the start of this transitional bit. Mm. But they spent a lot of money last summer and they've got basically a new squad from previous iterations atop them and without Kane glossing it over I just I just don't know it's just an average team without Kane now
0: well yeah they'd they'd just be down with Chelsea wouldn't they without Kane realistically they'd be just slubbing it in sort of mid-table
1: yeah it's a worry and if he goes in the summer it's a real worry for them I don't know if Newcastle were utterly brilliant or Spurs were just abject maybe it's both
0: I think this is the the culmination of both isn't it where one team's really awful, one team's really good. And yeah, 6-1, just a pretty chill scoreline, really. 5 nil after 20 minutes. I'm a bit disappointed they didn't go for the records.
1: Don't need to. It was there, 5 nil 20 minutes, so yeah, I know, but just save yourself for the rest of the season.
0: Can you imagine that? 10-0. It would have ended a lot of careers. Daniel Levy would have been, he would have been on the next plane out of London, never to return.
1: Well, I think they switched to a back five, didn't they, Tottenham, and got some sort of control back, but mm. it's a bit late at 5-0 down, isn't it?
0: it's a little late I feel like a 2-0 it would have been fine but I suppose you can't make a sub within nine minutes can you there are just some rules
1: if they had maybe it wouldn't have been such a cricket scoreline now Larice has had a shocker in this game hasn't he
0: mm. I think that might be the end what do you think that means for him I feel like it's very hard to come back a lot feel- of the fans wanted him to go last summer realistically they feel like he might have outstayed his welcome and yeah, conceding five goals in 20 minutes and just not really making any impact whatsoever. It's not a great look. It's a sad end to a good career. Uh,
1: I would say it's a sad end. He's 37. <clears throat> and, I mean, David Ray has been linked to Brentford, linked from Brentford, you know, since even last year. So I always mm-hmm. felt like this was going to be his last season anyway. But yeah, that getting subbed off at half-time is uh, Having pretty, five pretty acrimonious. Is-
0: it's a nasty final chapter, <laughs> to be
1: honest. Yeah, that's probably the end of him. I'll be surprised if he carries on playing after that. Absolute shock of that.
0: Same. So, and that'll mean the armband is handed over to Harry Kane full-time. Do you think that's enough to keep him after that performance? I mean, he must be looking at Newcastle like, Jesus Christ. I know we're supposed to be roughly at the same point, but they're going in one direction and we're going in yeah. the opposite.
1: I don't know. Harry Kane's a bit of an outlier, isn't he? In the sense that... All logic would suggest he's got to go somewhere else, but it wouldn't surprise me if he stays still. Mm. <laughs> it just wouldn't surprise me. Um, but for me, he's got to go. I swear he only stayed last summer on the basis that he, you know, believed in Conte. Um, yeah. And now Conte's gone. I mean, what's the draw for Harry Kane to stay? Really, apart from his loyalty to Spurs?
0: Yeah, which is it's going to be tested. One year left on that contract, you feel like Daniel Levy will want to make some money on him.
1: I can't see him re-signing at this point. So, it it makes sense. There's nothing
0: there. There's nothing there currently to hang on to.
1: Who goes for him, do you reckon?
0: Man United, I reckon. Maybe Newcastle.
1: Maybe United, to be fair. I just... He's not going to go to Newcastle. I could see United, though.
0: Yeah. A proper Van Persie signing where it's like, for three seasons, we're just going to get this world-class striker. We're just going to bang...
1: It actually would suit all to be fair so it'd would. It would. be weird seeing him in a top that isn't isn't bloody Tottenham so
0: it would be really weird but I think it's time but yeah just a huge victory for Newcastle really big statement they're nailed on pretty much for Champions League now and I feel like it's going to be hard to wrestle that spot back for Tottenham Liverpool, for Chelsea I think top four has
1: decided now to be honest with you
0: yeah I think so too it's a big old gap and none of the teams below that line look capable of winning all their games Mm.
1: so I think with the games in hand that the top four have as well minus Arsenal yeah far and away so it's a scrap for Europa League places now really for everyone below
0: yeah literally probably our best route back into the Champions League next season
1: yeah you never know might be good for you guys just to play some weaker teams in Europe for a bit yeah. stay away from Real Madrid for one season
0: <laughs> literally stuff and nightmares mate every time and I'm always like yes perfect revenge time but it's not like seven in a row they're probably just better than us period
1: come on then let's move on you know what's right, coming come on, then. Yeah. Arsenal free, Southampton free. and we spoke about this game being the easy three points and our run in and it hasn't happened
0: no no it has not I mean <sighs> this really had to be a win you and felt like that yeah
1: It felt. I don't like know where you it. want to
0: start but there's probably the best place to start it's just with Ramsdale really let's just talk about it let's just talk about it that was awful that was really 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 awful um, it's quite a good finish to be fair from Al Karaz but Ramsdale mate I said it last week he reminds me of Jordan Pickford and that was very Pickford-esque just very erratic
1: I think every keeper is due a few howlers. I can't think of a keeper in the league that hasn't had a howler at some point. It's just, it's just one of them. You know, Mm. like, I don't think it's the basis of he's a bad keeper. he has been fantastic this season, but yeah, what a time to just have a flap, really. Got punished for it as well. I mean, two goals down in 15 minutes against Southampton. You are fearing the worst.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a weird one. And yeah, Walcott with a goal on his return. I love that. Classic. That poetic justice. How many times have you seen Walcott through on goal and it's just classic, fluff it? it. And of classic. course, he just buried it. Again, I did feel like...
1: He loves scoring at the Emirates, though. <laughs> I
0: did feel like Ramsdale probably could have done a
1: bit better than getting nowhere near it. I don't know, that one was a bit harsher, but yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Ramsdale, I almost feel like he, he's, he has such a good performance this season that the bar has been raised, so... You know, he's had a bit of a clanger and it's put us under a lot of pressure. I'm gonna look at the positives on this and say that we actually got one point out of this game, considering we're three one down at sixty six minutes. It's actually oh, really impressive. Yeah.
0: That that small element of it is really good. Like there's good character there to come back. And I felt like my Odegaard was like his proper motivator. I was a big fan of Zinchenko calling a huddle at two nil down as well. And mm. honestly, like that, the Emirates was buzzing to be fair it was absolutely rocking and I honestly thought you were going to win at that point I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> no, the Emirates like buzzing that. that much which is mad to think you're literally trying to beat the worst team in the league but there's, oh. a, there's a lot of t- there's a lot of like camaraderie going on in the Emirates so I'm here for it but yeah. still, still drop the ball
1: drop the points but it's still in our hands and I think that's a testament to how well we've actually been this season we beat City you never know the dream's not dead We've been here before when all odds were against us, I think of 1989, when we went to Anfield and uh, got the goal that got us the title on the final Mm -hmm. day. So nothing's impossible, but bloody hell, we've made it hard for ourselves here. i have been thinking about it, a lot of talk of bottling. I'll quite happily take the bottle of this season, to be fair. I was thinking about it as well. Like, we haven't had a clean sheet since Saliba got injured. And I was thinking about the depth at the back, for example, that City have, where we've got Gabriel Saliba, They've got Ake, they've got Diaz, they've got Laporte to rely upon, they've got John Stones, you know, like the fact that we're even in a position to compete with them is actually incredible. Now, we've thrown it away, but, you know, if if throwing it away is second place and competing with the best team in, in the league, if I compare it to, say, Chelsea or Liverpool or Tottenham, that's really comfy. It's a really comfy place as an Arsenal fan. And I think... In a way, I'm actually quite relieved <laughs> I want City just to overtake us so we can stop this talk. <laughs> you know, just get <laughs> it done. too
0: much, though. Is that what you it is? You know what I
1: mean? It's just like, I ev- almost feel like the, the players are, are starting to feel it as well, you know. Oh, 100%. Every result that goes, goes some way. And yeah, it's it's tough on the young lads, mate. Got to bear in mind, it's like this youngest squad in the league or the second youngest. So yeah, I've got to give them props, really, that we even at this part of the season coming up to May... And we're still in there. Still well up there. So.
0: I agree with everything you've said. And I think when you reflect on it, you'll be like very proud of the team. It's a very unifying experience. Everyone seems really. I haven't seen Arsenal and the fans look so together. Maybe since I've been born. I don't I don't remember some stuff, but it seems like it's always been a bit fractured. Oh, however, massively, massively. however, the reason that you've bottled it, in my opinion, is because, City are obviously a joke team and everyone knows that their squad is financially doped and they're run by state and all these things. It's just that you don't get this chance very often. That's why I feel like you've bottled mm. it. Because yes, you will finish second, probably. And yes, you will build on it. But you might never get a chance to actually win it again for another like 10 seasons. That's that's the issue. Really. I get that.
1: But I think every Arsenal fan doesn't you believe that. When you're in
0: such a position to actually win it as a one-off like Leicester, I don't think it's a one-off,
1: that's the thing. It feels different from Leicester. It fe- Leicester was just, you know, it was a crazy, crazy season where everything went right. What Arteta's built with Arsenal, I don't think any Arsenal fan feels this is a one-season wonder. I think of anything, it's like, can't wait for next season now. feels like the start of an era for us in the same way when Liverpool kind of started competing with City under Klopp. You know, we've got a style of football that's distinctive. We've got Champions League look forward to we've got one of the youngest squads that are only going to get better and we've got the money behind us and we have so much faith in the scouting team that I really do feel like this is just the start of something special and I think that's a lot to be excited for to be honest and Arsenal fans don't lose hope I think we'll be back round there next season it's our time it's finally our time in the top four baby
0: (laughs) it is your time back in the top four and I agree that it will be it, your squad is great, and it's going to be fun to see how it plays out. It's just that City won't fumble the bag like they did at the start of the season.
1: No, They'll but be back. They'll you know be what I better. mean. You've listed There'll it already. There'll be
0: inevitability about it.
1: This is a financially doped team that is literally under investigation, owned by Abu Dhabi. I mean,
0: nothing will happen. Nothing will happen
1: from it. No, nothing, sure No, of it. course not. They've got the best lawyers in the world. But you know, this is what we're up against, mate. So the fact that we're even going to theirs next Wednesday, which is a stupidly massive game. And you know that's going to be the game that really decides it. Actually, it might not be, but it's still in our hands, and that's just so exciting, mate. I, just, it is I still love in this hands. season, I and
0: I'm rooting for Arsenal to win because I'm getting so sick of Man City potentially winning everything. It actually, it's actually annoying me a lot, and it's not even my team. It's just annoying me because it just it's ruining uh, the product. No, it's, man. It's, you know what? It's though, ruining the product. The thing the is, it's like at some point someone needs to step in and just be like, listen. No one's gonna watch football in England. We're gonna lose the product. And they're oh, all about the product, mate. They spent so much money marketing it as the best league in the world. And now it's turning yeah, into a farmers league because someone's just breaking the rules.
1: They're breaking the rules, but also like when you've got someone like Pep with a squad like they've got, like, they probably
0: would have they're gonna win
1: anyway. I get I get your point, but I feel that you have to give credit to Pep and what he's done to English football since he's coming in twenty sixteen. He's actually changed the game. And it's no surprise to me that they are, you know, dominating because he is the best manager in the league and they play the best football. And it's revolutionary what they've done. You know, I, I was talking to my flatmate about this. Think about it before 2016, like playing out from the back. What?
0: <laughs> oh, I love it, mate. I mean, the it sign he's changed the game is that Burnley have adopted it. Obviously, Vincent Company is a pupil of Pep, but Burnley, the most Brexit team you can think of. Oh, mate, play top out from to the bottom. Back.
1: Top to bottom, it's, it's not even like a question. Sunday
0: league, you yeah. Know, everyone will be
1: playing it from the back and forevermore. And
0: most you know, influential manager.
1: Also think about it like this. You know, for
0: forty years probably.
1: Pre-Pep, were we good in Europe? Were we fuck? English teams have been useless in Europe pre-Pep, and now post-Pep, how many teams have made it to the Champions League final from England? Liverpool twenty eighteen. So true. Even Liverpool the one at twenty nineteen. 2020, okay, that was Bayern. Then 2021, Chelsea, the Liverpool, the next year, City. So many teams are making it. You know, we are, we are top dogs, and I think the quality of football that. Anyway, this is meant to be about Arsenal, Southampton. will come on to City, but this is what I mean. Like to, to put it short, like when you actually list up what we're up against, and you know the team that we're up against, it's no failure. The season, we still. It's over no it failure.
0: Here. It's just when the opportunity is there to do something extraordinary, you just have to take it. Hey, and you just we still could.
1: We haven't fumbled You still it yet. could.
0: No, it's true. You still could. It's just it's a lot harder than it needed to be now.
1: Yeah. Well, now it's like we have to beat City. And we have to yeah. beat Newcastle
0: away. Which instead is instead like of not losing. But current. you know what? So, Sometimes knowing exactly what you got to do, that clarity can be the difference.
1: But you know, yeah, I'm hoping that these these three disappointing draws will will culminate in a massive performance at the Etihad, but we'll probably get trashed and and that's You've only got to
0: beat City and then it's just all back in your hands and the mood changes, to be fair. But beating City at the Etihad is fucking hard. But you know what? Palace do it pretty regularly. Small teams will just go away, concede 35 shots and just nick one. Arsenal much better than that. So it's (sighs) very much on.
1: To be honest though, it's just Rob Holding at the back, mate. Like, Mm. it's no surprise that we haven't kept a clean sheet since Saliba's gone out. He's not up to standard and... You know, that's really something right-sided centre-back we need to look into in the summer. But anyway, AFC Bournemouth nil, West Ham United 4. Jack, I think you owe a certain Mr Moyes an apology.
0: I refuse to apologise to Moyes. I think you owe him an apology. What I will say is when the pressure's on, mate, he's a fighter, he doesn't give up. And I I respect that. When the pressure's on, mate, Moyes does turn up and the team turn up for him. So there's life in the old dog yet. I still think he needs to go at some point, but... You know, the team seems to be behind him, and fair play. They've all but secured survival, I think, now, with that I win over so. Bournemouth. Because I had they lost, so. they'd be well in the mix. But now, yeah, they're, they're six points away from the relegation zone. I feel like one With more a game win. in hand as well. Yeah, one more win and they're probably safe. So fair play to you, Moisey, mate. You're actually teeing up quite a good season because you're in the semi-finals of the Conference League as well. Exactly.
1: Put some respect on his
0: name. I'll reserve my apology... To see how that, because it basically depends on European triumph, doesn't it? If they do that, then he's the, he's the GOAT. But if they fail that, then it's been an awful season. It's it's honestly that binary, yeah, really.
1: It really is. But they could win Conference League. Surely they've got to be the strongest team left in the Conference League. you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. But you just never know in those leagues. Because you don't really know any of the players at, at the other, like, sort of second tier European. Like, Could you name any Oxair players or any of that? or like you know no. you just don't know you don't know what they got it's
1: true it's true and they did kind of struggle against Ghent initially
0: before they exactly walloped them
1: so yeah I mean they had disappointment before but you know i put it to you they've got a strong squad everyone's coming into form as well it's all kind of gelling at the right time for them really
0: yeah 100% and you know they do always say it's how you finish the season as well that's what people really remember so if they go on mm. a big romping run now and tie up a trophy they'll be like David Moyes mate five year contract and then he can walk away with a big payday in October so it's a win-win for everyone really and that's very possible he's still getting the boot this year I'm
1: I'm pretty certain yeah but then also like you say if he wins the European trophy he bows out at a massive high and
0: everyone will look back fondly on his time because he has overachieved in my opinion at West Ham he has he has 100% but he just hasn't got the best out of his players but he's starting to work it out a bit what I will say is I know we've been crediting Bournemouth but it's quite evident that they left it all on the pitch (laughs) in London against Tottenham last week. I think, week. So, yeah, I, think, I, think so. I think they've just given a little bit too much winning like three of the last six and seems like they were just not quite on it in this game. That couple percent really makes a difference. And also, do you remember? It was when Bournemouth stopped being good and started being awful again. And all you had to do was cross to the back post and you would score. Any mm-hmm. corner, any set piece all of West Ham's goals if you break them down is across to the back post either a header first two are headers, or even Declan Royce just coming in at the back post so that weakness really needs to get fixed ASAP because otherwise I think they play Southampton next I'll be Southampton I'll just launch it to Che Adams at the back post every chance I get
1: yeah it's a bit of a worry but then also last time they had a dip in form and we all started saying oh they're, they're done they just came back and absolutely smashed it so it's really hard with this yeah. of
0: team only one more win, I reckon, and they're good as well. I think 37 is a magic number this season, looking at it.
1: I think so. And I think they'll pick up at least one more win, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, you know what? Have a week off, Bournemouth. You deserve it. That's the you thing. Be- like,
1: you can take a 4-0 trashing if you're Bournemouth, if you're beating teams like, you know, Liverpool, and you're beating teams like fucking exactly. Tottenham. Do you know what, it's what I mean? All,
0: it's, it's, all, it's only three points. It's only exactly. three points at the end of the day. You exactly. should have beaten them, because then you'd be safe. But you know what? Fuck it. You could be in the relegation zone st- still, so decent very decent and West Ham mate is on to finish above Chelsea it's on Palace is on as well if they all play the cards right Chelsea could be the lowest ranked London club in the Premier League it's on That'll guys that would be beautiful be make beautiful, it happen. happen
1: you're not right actually you know, they were the game in hand Chelsea fucking
0: dire straits yeah it could happen That's what it I mean, could come happen come on guys do Thanks. it for the bragging rights do it for the bands I'd do it for the memes see, I'd love to see Chelsea down like 4-2
1: that'd be amazing exactly come on Roy come on David Moyes come on, you've man. got this do it
0: the old boys see it through yeah um, right Liverpool 3 Nottingham Forest 2 it It's got unnecessarily dicey to be honest feel like we were having a nice time chilling but
1: yeah good game this one
0: this was a good game this is one of those games where we create a lot of chances we attack quite well We don't finish as many as we should and then we give away two really shit goals. And oh, on another day, this was 2-1 and we're all fuming again. Basically the same Liverpool, just sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't really. We haven't got massively better. Um, Yeah, both of their goals were quite frustrating, to be honest. One deflected shot that was quite gentle that Alisson still managed to get a hand to. And then the second one... Just a massive clusterfuck of mistakes, really. Just Allison chucked the ball out, of the, like out for a throw-in, mm. and then no one made a challenge. And then it eventually, fell and went through two players' legs and went in. He just like, of course, of course. But you know what? We got it done. Diego, Diego Jota, big shout out to him. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go early on this one. You know how some players are stealing some kind of goal scoring superpower. Ollie Watkins didn't score this week and I'm going to go early and say he's lost the power now and it's passed to Diogo Jota. To
1: Diogo. Diogo is very streaky though, isn't he?
0: Exactly. And I feel like this might be the time for him to streak because he went one year without a goal and now he's got four goals in one week. So that is streaky confidence.
1: And I think that this goals, that goals, the amount of goals Liverpool scoring is in no small part to the change in Trent's position don't know what Klopp's been doing because everyone's been playing the inverted wall back all season but he's finally given it a go and I think we're seeing benefits but we're also seeing you defensively quite leaky you know to change your system like that mid-season is probably you know it's going to be it's going to be patchy so I think you're scoring more, creating more chances but you're going to be more open which is you know classically what we've seen in this result here
0: definitely what we're doing is we're asking Canarte to basically play right back and centre back now and he's honestly doing a pretty good job I've been really impressed with him like
1: I Well it's like Isn't free it? it's it's free at our back, right? You know yeah, free at back but, when you got but, the ball and then free yeah, at back
0: when you don't. So But Fabinho's turned into some sort of zombie, so he's not really doing <laughs> anything. So Canate is just having to clean up the entire right hand side of the pitch most of the time. Um ideally we'd get a defensive midfielder who could do that, but Henson used to do it great. But mm. he's also an old boy now. So Canada's having to do a fucking load of work behind it all. And he's probably the only person with enough pace and energy to actually fill it out. So, fair play to him. Fair play to Trent. He's getting assists again. That's nice for us.
1: Um, yeah, he looks happier in that system. So, I wonder if that'll be a mainstay. But then you have to get him right back in it, really.
0: Potentially, yeah. It's all very confusing. It's all very confusing because he's a bit of an enigma. He's What we really need is the new N'Golo Kante and then everything will be fine. Right, that's all we really need. Don't, don't need to
1: overcomplicate
0: it. His name's Kaisado. His name's Kaisado. We need to go all in on Kaiseido and just get it done. He looks great.
1: Yeah, Kaisado looks so good. So good. Um, so,
0: yeah, one one interesting note. Forrest, they're obviously awful away from home. Basically picked up about six points all season. They left Brendan Johnson on the bench, mate, and just flooded the midfield. And it almost worked. They're negative, questionable tactics. But I just feel like sometimes... Just play your best striker if you're away to a vulnerable team with a leaky defence. Don't leave them on the oh, bench for 70 I minutes. I, I know it's simplistic, understand. but...
1: understand, because, you know, until the 70th minute, they were 2-2. So Yeah,
0: but it was lucky rather justified. than, like... It was just, yeah. I suppose it's happened enough that Liverpool and being unlucky were just a bit shit. I just feel like he would have wrecked us, so I'm kind of glad that he wasn't playing.
1: Yeah, feel like Nottingham Forest
0: have got the hardest running of the whole bottom six so they are yeah
1: not looking good I Um, feel like
0: we're starting to think the top the bottom two might be done now Southampton and Forest
1: and then it's
0: just a straight shootout between Leeds Leicester and Everton Mm. and I wouldn't like to call it nah 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 let's give it
1: a couple more weeks before we yeah have an idea there
0: Last, last point of this game Mo Salah matches Robbie Fowler's record 183 goals for Liverpool in 298 games so he's reached that that record 70 games quicker than Robbie Fowler what do you think about Mo Salah he was a non-Liverpool fan because obviously he's a Liverpool fan I love him I think he's greedy but I think he's great I always feel like we don't know I don't know since his first season maybe it's hard to, to rate him because he was so good and he's just been like very, very, very good since then.
1: He's not as rated as he should be. But we've long had this view. A lot of more people prefer Sadio Mane as a neutral than they do mm-hmm. to Mo Salah. And it's just kind of, I don't really know. I don't want to say it's xenophobia, but maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, that's crazy stats, isn't it? 183 goals for Liverpool in 298 games. Um, I just don't think he's the kind of player that people warm to. And I think it is the greediness more than anything. And I think Salah is a very much a numbers man. You know, he'll score two goals, but he'll take 10 shots and he'll shank about eight. And very I think, true. I think people just have this idea that he's not as good as his numbers back up to be, even though he absolutely is. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's a confusing one because, do you know what I think it is? I do think there's an element of that people just don't really, they don't really know him as a personality. And so you are only judging by what you see on the pitch. Like, People like to get to know people, I guess. know what as well? Though,
1: there was that whole contract saga as well, which I think people because his, his agent is a wanker. So true. I there's this idea about Salah, which is a bit, and also I think of someone like Drogba, whose stats are criminally worse than Salah's. But you think of Drogba, what do you think of? You think of his performance against Bayern Munich, that last minute goal to take it to extra time, and then his winning penalty. There hasn't really been a Salah moment that I can think of. Yes, he scored some bangers, but you know, in those big finals, he got basically judo flipped by Sergio Ramos in one final, and he was anonymous against Real Madrid in the most recent one. And it's very
0: harsh, it's harsh. harsh. It's harsh. harsh. I, mean, you know I mean, like, do you know what I mean? Like, this is what people remember in the final. It was a shit pen, but I think that's very harsh. He's got a lot of good moments, a lot of. Really,
1: no, he really does. I'm goals. just saying, you know, what was that defining moment? You know, like Divica Rigi, a man for the big moments
0: true but I guess he's the man who gets you there
1: you're just asking me as a neutral I'm just you
0: know and I'm rejecting it I regret asking
1: you
0: (laughs) put some respect on his name
1: no no I do I do I was just saying you know there's no for me I can only think of that Chelsea goal where he absolutely banged it past Keppa a couple seasons ago and I'm like oh yeah I remember that but it just doesn't amount you know like it's not a significant moment that I've done in my head I can think of very harsh go on give me one give me one give me one one where he is single-handedly got you a title or you know like a memorable wow. moment. Give me one.
0: I think memorable moment, there's a goal against Man City where we're losing two one and we couldn't we had to not lose that game. Oh uh, what the, the Puskas winner. Like, yeah. yeah he goes cool. past like five players and, and scores. That was a sick moment. It's a sick you moment. You want more
1: or? Well I mean like I'm not talking sick goals. I'm talking significant moment that dragged his team to glory. You know like the I'm him performance. Mm. See so you're, Undo- <laughs> you're struggling.
0: Yeah, because I guess I guess he's just consistently bags goals, so we don't we don't need those moments as much. But then, yeah, you are right. I guess in the few moments we did need it, come off the man, come off the Auriga. I think so, in
1: those moments he goes missing more often than not in those big games.
0: We all know a weird one
1: that he it can get a hat trick against Norwich. Yeah. You know, same for like Luis Suarez in a way. But anyway, let's move on to the bay. i off. The Unstoppable Force, Manchester City free, Sheffield United nil. Bouncing over to FA Cup, why not?
0: Yeah, we we'll uh, just go straight to FA Cup. We do what we want these days, we do what we want, we do what we fucking want. Yeah,
1: man. So, I didn't watch this. <laughs> so you can tell me about this.
0: <laughs> Hugh, I'll be honest, mate, I've only watched the highlights, so we'll keep <laughs> it easy. No. Oh, um, no. Manchester City <laughs> have a fucking unreal squad, and Sheffield United, although having a great season are 20 places below them so this was pretty much a done deal mm. and it was a done deal the only shame was that, that like Sheffield United gave away quite a silly penalty to open the scoring and obviously Man City scored it it was interesting though that Haaland walked over to take it but Morris took the ball and then took it that was absolutely fine because Haaland obviously missed his penalty midweek against Bayern I feel mm. like that's quite a ruthless system but you know what? Nothing of nah, it. Competition. Nah, nah, nah.
1: Mahrez is the penalty taker at sea so Is he? Yeah.
0: I thought Haaland's taken over
1: it by now. Nah, Mahrez is the, is the one. I just don't think he was playing
0: against Bayern. Because they rested all their players in this one, didn't they, really? All their big players. I've seen Haaland take quite a lot of pens this season though. Is it just <laughs> a is it just a coincidence that Mahrez is not on the pitch every time? Pretty much, yeah. Fair. Well there goes the end of that minor bit of controversy and minor talking point of what was just basically a procession Um, Mara scored three decent goals they're all different one of them was one of those cool things where he basically ran in a straight line but shibbied one way shibbied the other both the centre-backs got a bit confused and he just ran through the middle and scored so that was nice Um, let's just talk conceptually mate because neither of us are that interested in this game to be honest (laughs) and neither were the fans many empty seats in this semi-final across the semi-finals a lot of empty seats there are two there are two views on this basically the official view that I believe is that the game is played at Wembley because Wembley costs a lot of money to build and they need to get the money back so they move it all to Wembley Um, but it does sometimes feel a bit nonsensical to not wait and see where the teams are if you've got one team in Manchester one team in Sheffield play at Villa Park because it's it's close to them don't make both teams who are in the north go down to the south to play the game, you know. Does it really make sense?
1: Yeah, I mean this game particularly doesn't make sense. And if they can't sell out the stadium then it just What's looks the point? A, it just looks a bit bad, doesn't it? It just kinda of looks bad on everyone's part. I know C had got out their covid pandemic sheets to cover some seats. Didn't even bother. <laughs> didn't even try. So it's not a great look and I think people are becoming less and less interested in FA Cup semi-finals and I also think it takes away somewhat from the final being at Wembley do you know what I, I
0: mean? agree I think often in the Champions League the best matches are the semi-finals where it's like the home and away knockout you know aggregate scoreline the jeopardy it creates we should just do that mate just do a, a two-legged knockout in the semi-finals I think that would jazz it up a bit do it at night as well just so really copy <laughs> Champions League just to bang it on a Monday night for no reason
1: just to really piss off the Northern fans eh yeah
0: that'd be great
1: alright anything else I just realised we've we've probably Uh, overran
0: this one yeah we've overran quite a lot Um, not really we'll just roll some into the next bit or just not talk about it so see you in a bit listener
1: Backseat Football Podcast we are going into the other FA Cup semi-final and that is Brighton and Hove nil, Manchester United nil. United win 7-6 on penalties classic classic before we start I actually caught a bit of this game and again the referee was dying he was dying to give United everything and it's just a joke now it's disgusting isn't it <laughs> Craig Paulson hand your head in shame some of the calls were just outrageous like United would foul someone no foul and then Brighton would do half the foul foul I'm just like what's going on it is bad. is bad and Brighton that will get a bad. two throughout this whole game I'm just going to put it out there United obviously obviously
0: Brighton are always the best yeah. in every game even if they yeah, don't win so
1: I'm a bit disappointed for Brighton it'd be nice for them to get their first final but again it feels like the start of something very special if they can retain most of their squad and especially deserve be the manager yeah
0: the only thing I'd say is that win or lose feels like whoever gets to the final is going to get steamrolled anyway it would
1: be quite nice quite Save nice your to energy, see spank United one more time before the season ends to be first so quite looking forward to that
0: yeah I mean it does set up a quite an interesting final because you've got Eric Ten Hag with a cup double potentially if he wins it and then you've got City chasing a treble which one would you rather see of the two? <sighs> Would you rather see Man United win both the Cups or City win three trophies?
1: I actually want to see City win the Champions
0: League and I don't know why. Do you think maybe it would just be over? Do you think <sighs> this nightmare will be over? I just, if it finally I and think, Pep
1: yeah, maybe. Leave? I think Pep deserves it. And also, love to see fucking Real Madrid win it again. So, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see Madrid humbled this year it'd be nice to see AC Milan or Inter win it over, oh. over Manchester City of course but I just can't see it happening. 100% I can't see that happening uh, but to answer your question yeah I, just, I really hate United so I really don't want to see them win anything else um,
0: it's just like the it is yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's better to see your rivals stumble well, like you say, yeah you know, City it's like oh, well they
1: City <laughs> they're on that team so
0: yeah it's just it's just it's just the asterisks that yeah, we all hang on to United really anyway.
1: didn't impress me in this game to be perfectly honest they were stale they weren't very good Rashford's gone a form and you know what the only thing the only difference is Brighton their final touch just wasn't there they actually put themselves through in a lot of times like Matoma mm. should have done better on one occasion and Undai whoever that guy is who replaced Ferguson he's rubbish he's not Ferguson if Ferguson was playing I guarantee they would have won that is a wounder,
0: isn't it? You feel like Brighton haven't had a good striker basically since they came to the Prem and they finally they finally build one basically in a lab and he's out in yes. the biggest game of their season. Maybe of their entire history realistically. It's really tough that. Um I feel for them. Yeah, tough for them. I think a special praise should go to Wamsaka, who's somehow still knocking around at Man United, despite being pretty much the opposite of what they want or need. Thought he well, was really good, had a very social media esque run at one let point, me and shackled Matoma really well.
1: And say that Juan has the best one on one stats for defending across Europe's five top leagues. No, doesn't shock me at all, mate. He the man's an animal,
0: and now we know which is more powerful one on one defending or a diploma in dribbling, mm. and it's one on one defending.
1: Yeah, Matoma. The so there we go. this game although again he had that chance and you know his touch let him down and I think they just choked a little bit Brian they've been in that situation before but Lewis Dunk for England put it out there why he's not any England squad is absolutely Lewis travesty. Dunk and Webster not even Webster easy. Lewis Dunk
0: is easy elite. win
1: like, Lewis Dunk is actually elite Webster okay he's good but Lewis Dunk is 10 times the defender that Maguire is there's not even a question so I don't understand that to be honest I can't believe he's never been in the squad. It shocks me.
0: The real question is, though, Hugh, has Lewis done it? You know, has he already done it for Southgate? No. So why would he get a chance? He had done it. He not been there. He's <sighs> yeah, not one of the boys. Just,
1: you know, Maguire didn't even start this game, mate. This just goes to show how far his stock's
0: fallen. Varane's out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Martinez is out. He's still not he's starting, so, He's, he's so starting. bad. Honestly... I mean, it's it's no surprise that he wasn't playing because Manchester United didn't get battered, didn't concede some goals. He's comically bad at this Well, the thing
1: point. is, mate, you know, they get a clean sheet this weekend, whereas they got spanked by severe 3-0 in the week. What's the difference, Maguire? Mm-hmm. It's just... Oh, Southgate will, will get no friends if he carries on picking him. Anyway, anyway, United deserve to win. No, but they, I knew they were going to win on penalties. I just knew... Yeah, he just 100%, did. awful 100%. penalty shootout. No one made a save. Sonny Marge just skied it. Very sad moment
0: for him. Yeah, very sad for him. I hope he bounces back because that that's yeah, a, was a shit pen, though. Like, just that's a that real wounded
1: David Gay is not saving anything.
0: Yeah, so true. But anyway, let's move on back to the Prem. Leicester won a game. Leicester two. Wolverhampton Big Wanderers one. The Dean Smith bounce. <laughs> in full effect baby we said can he do it after they got humbled by City yes he can yes he can at this point any bounce is probably enough for Leicester mm. to survive and against one of your relegation rivals not a bad place to start and honestly having watched the highlights I'll be honest I'll be honest sister Leicester look really good they actually played really well. They looked like they actually gave a shit. They pressed really well. They're attacking. They played three strikers for the first half, which is so rogue. And then they went sort of like four four two for the second. And they didn't have James Madison for the entire game because he was injured. So I'm not saying the players down tools and they wanted Brendan to go, but probably could have moved Brendan on a bit sooner than this. And they probably would have been absolutely fine. So big up to Dean Smith, mate unpopular appointment but big for him he got it right they played well and you know what four four two, mate maybe that's all you need
1: yeah I I have my suspicions on Leicester I think it is just the bounce it wasn't as convincing as the hard I made it out to be to be honest I think Wolves are just a bit gash up front aren't they
0: yeah we know that they got their customary mm. one goal but unfortunately they didn't keep a clean sheet so mm. the win was never on but Yeah good that they got a win without Madison and
1: I think it'd be a good achievement if Dean Smith keeps Leicester up this season because they have been god awful this season yeah. haven't
0: they Oh yeah it will bring Dean Smith back into the like acceptable managers to pick from because there's always a pool of managers that you know are available and he kind of fell out of that pool so mate it has got a lot of stake here I still would like Leicester to go down simply because it'll be interesting to see what happens. The transfer carnage would be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, some good players in there that every team team's having a look
1: at. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of good yeah. players in there.
0: They have they have the most mm-hmm. to lose, don't they? They have the most to lose by far. They really far.
1: do. But and I like Leicester. Everyone likes Leicester, obviously, because we like the owners. and Yeah, they're, they're Premier League winners, mm-hmm. They're Premier League pedigree as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, that is true so I don't know but yeah Wolves will probably regret not winning this game we've always said on this podcast there are good times to play teams and bad times to play teams and Leicester it's basically been a good time to play them up until last week realistically and of course now they've got the bounce it's a bad time to play them it's very unfortunate with the scheduling how these things work out but yeah I think Wolves will probably be pretty disappointed if they didn't wrap up safety with a win here they should have been more motivated they should have gone for them
1: yeah but I think Wolves will be fine Wolves I keep saying it by everyone though let's just wait and see when it gets to four games left I think it'll be very fucking clear we're getting very close to that point now as well
0: yeah it is getting more clear now teams out there are actually doing quite well they're actually winning quite a lot of games yeah I mean
1: it's, it's one of those ones isn't it like you think oh like Arsenal playing Southampton you want to play these or you playing Forest you want to play these relegated teams but if anything they're the ones that have the most to play for right now as opposed to like Brentford yeah so it might actually be a curse more than it is you know a blessing playing these bottom teams so big win for Leicester and it's a massive win if you take it to context the next fixture we're going to cover which is Fulham 2 Leeds United 1 the grassier experiment as you've rightly put maybe not working out as planned
0: yeah the wheels are coming off but full of mate they had a little rest on the beach but they're back from holiday two wins on the bounce they are chilling they are so mid-table it actually hurts my soul they have nothing to play for apart from being above Chelsea and that should be enough motivation guys wouldn't it be fun to finish above Chelsea in your first season yes it would it will mm. be so funny it would be great so let's let's just make that happen has it ever happened before Maybe not. Maybe it's never <laughs> happened before. But I I wrote in my notes, I have some worries about Fulham. A, they've massively mm. outperformed their XG. And as we found out last week, their goalkeeper has made a shit load Bedlano's
1: of space. a good keeper.
0: So this does feel slightly unsustainable. And when you add in all the purple patches of players that they just had, like that Solomon guy out of nowhere... And then, like, who was it? Mm. William for a few games. You know, it's all a bit streaky, and it's all a bit, yeah. bit too perfect. As so one drops off, another picks it up. So I am a little worried about them because I really feel like Polina is going to get poached this summer, and I feel like Tim Ream and William, I I just feel like they could both just drop off a cliff at some point because they are on the edge of the oh, absolutely. It.
1: But uh, the memo for for Fulham, so, Manor, well, for Marco Silver and Fulham was just to stay up. Something they haven't managed in what the previous oh, three yeah. campaigns they've had in the top league, top top division. So, hundred percent big summer, and if they get some good recruits in, and you've got to remember Leeds, uh, Leeds, Fulham are actually a very kind of, you know, for a player coming abroad, it's actually quite a nice club to go to. Really nice club, really nice stadium, West London. You have to factor in these variables, mate. Rather go there mm. than fucking Burnley. So,
0: oh, 100%. I actually think
1: if they can just, and they're gonna, they're obviously gonna stay up. So, if they can make some key signings and retain people like Paulina, and Mitrovic, and yeah, just them two, really. And, you know, Andreas Pereira as well. I think he's <laughs> had a great season. So,
0: yeah, Pereira, I think Leno. as well, those are the key players. But Harry Wilson, mate, two goals in two games. And I love to see it personally because he was always our best prospect. And he was always putting up like 16 goals, 15 assists, like stupid numbers in the under 20 He never really got a proper crack. So,. I'm always happy to see him do well and if he can be the next streaky player that gets them above Chelsea that'll make me very happy that would be nice Um, but let's talk about Leeds what a shambles they are The have grasser experiment it's not really working out anymore they just look really unbalanced and look if I'm going to be honest we've said it many times but they invested so much money into US times Red Bull players and then got rid of the, the head coach the USM whatever, men's national team head coach, immediately. As soon as the transfer window was shut, they were like, right, let's get rid of him now. It's so dumb. To me, it's so dumb because one result shouldn't dictate your whole philosophy and make you shit no. the So, they've obviously been thinking about it for a while, but then why spend so much money on players that now just look a weird blend of nothing, really. Um, and none bigger than Jorginho Rutter the 21 year old striker signed from Hoffenheim for a cool 36 million pounds and I had to look into him because I was wondering where is he what where is he I haven't seen him all season he's got 10 appearances since he joined Leeds zero goals but do you want to guess I guess you can see in my notes actually (laughs) because i am pointing right at it So (laughs) so don't guess But in the fifteen games in the Bundesliga this season, he got two goals. So he's got two goals this season in twenty-five yeah, it's appearances.
1: Not... What was the point is it of potential? That? He got eight goals at the season before in the Bundesliga. So I can only think he's one of these highly
0: rated youngsters. But... but that's he is. But that is still. I mean, like if you're battling to survive and you buy a young striker who doesn't score loads of goals to be your main goal scorer, that's just naive that you would suddenly just be able to unlock that.
1: I agree. Just, I know a lot so of Leeds naive. fans have questioned Victor Water as director of football this season. And I think that really represents, you know what I mean? Like it's a fantasy signing, you know, just this young kid from Bundesliga is just going to come down and absolutely hit the ground running at a time when Leeds are absolutely trashed. They've just got rid of Jesse Marsh. It smacks of naivety, doesn't yeah. it? Like you say. 100%. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a football manager signing where you're like, ooh, 21 year old, under 21 French mm. striker. He's going to come in and just bang 15 goals for me got five star potential but it's not right now. now and that's not a real it's not you know it's not real it's not real it's not he real. looks awful and he's not going to score any goals oh, they're going down you're going early, going early. they're going down I wouldn't want to
1: call it still you just don't know I don't know I don't know
0: I believe in the Deitch oh I don't, I don't believe Everton. in oh, Everton. Everton
1: so bad mate so so bad yeah. but we'll come on to them because that was an awful game next one Brentford was. won, Villa one. I think it's pretty fair to be honest. We you know Brentford's on the beach a little bit. Pre- pretty game.
0: Yeah, I mean it's one of them where they both played their game. Brentford counterattacked at home. I really like that Brentford aren't afraid to just be a counterattacking team, even at home. They don't play with the stress of thinking they mm. have to dominate the ball. They're a very
1: savvy they team in the most aren't effective they? way. They're just they're good at the gamesmanship, yeah. and like you say, they're. There's, there's no kind of frills with them they haven't got this prestige or this kind of this air about them no you know, like airs
0: and graces they're just they're just a really effective football team
1: Re- really well drilled
0: yeah they just do what needs to be done and I, I rate it I rate it a lot and I feel like getting a draw against Villa Villa are like the hottest team right now in England apart from Man City pretty good result overall considering Brentford are kind of on the beach I'd say that's decent for them um and maybe they've broken the curse because ollie watkins didn't score so maybe villa are starting to slow down now because it did all feel very oh, I very know. wonderful I and you can draw at it could, it could, you could look at that harshly mate though not every i know mate he wins every game he's a monster <laughs> nah,
1: i think you'd be incredibly harsh there i think one one is a good result what did you take away from from brentford
0: well, Ivan Toney scored his 19th or 20th goal. I couldn't remember and I got confused. Let's say let's say 19 to be safe. I don't want someone to come in the comments to be all pedantic. Um, what good striker mm. he is though, eh? What a player. Chelsea, if you're listening and he doesn't get banned for 12 years, just drop 100 mil on him. Because we all know what's going to happen. You're going to be like, oh, Joao Felix, he's a really good player. There's so much potential, 110 mil. And then you're going to continue in the same thing. Just buy a different player. Just buy it's eyes and toes. Just not, sexy, know, it's not know, sexy. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. No, it's not sexy. Stop buying sexy <laughs> players who are shit at football and don't fit your system. Just buy no, a fucking that, striker. Yeah,
1: it's all about FIFA buying these days. Do you know what I mean? Especially for Todd. So I know, I know. Tony would be an amazing. I'd love Tony as well. He's just a different option than you know what most players, what most mate. teams have.
0: Ivan Toney could easily get 100, 100 goals for Chelsea over the next four seasons if he joined, mm. you know, in all comps. Just solid. He's he. Imagine all the chances they create, all going through him. There's 600 mil expensive creative force behind him. And all he has to do is just pop, pop the ball in the net. It'd be dreamy. Well, let me put it this way. It's never going right? to happen because it's a logical transfer. Let me
1: put it this way for you. You know, we have screamed to the roof about fucking. Marcus Rashford being the best in the world or whatever or you know fucking Ballon d'Or material Ivan Toney 30 games 19 goals 4 assists Rashford 29 goals 15 goals 4 assists now I know people say Rashford's a winger but you can't you can't hate on them stats if you're going to say Rashford's up there
0: in Ballon d'Or then Tony should be up there with Kane do you know what I mean 100% 100% he is gagging for big move. He's primed for it. Newcastle. This is the summer for it. Although
1: they've got Isaac, a very similar player. Yeah, no,
0: but- they got Isaac. Yeah, they got Isaac. They're all right. It's Man United or Chelsea. Logic.
1: well, at both clubs. I think if United don't get Tony and get rid of, sorry, don't get Kane and get rid of Weghorst, it could do far worse than Ivan Tony
0: leading your line. It really. Yeah, it just depends on if he's going to get banned for six. That's months the only thing that's years, going to stop really, him, isn't, isn't it?
1: Because that is looming over you. And would you sanction a thirty-five? Let's say it's thirty-five mil, which is probably more. A thirty-five mil. Yeah, he's probably double do you know that, me? mate. Would you sanction that, knowing that he, as you say, could be out for a crucial part of your season? Probably
0: not. I think you've got to let it play out, don't you? But one to watch because he is elite. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So. Me too. On to something God. less elite and incredibly boring Crystal Palace oh. nil Everton nil what an absolute bore fest! a great point for the dice in a world where Everton have an XG of about 0. 0.02 I'm and sorry Crystal Palace have scored know, about 14 goals in the I last three games Sean Dich, beautiful but mate this
1: Everton team are so urgent!
0: they are I literally they are unwatchably awful games. so I don't <laughs> yeah that's fair, mate. That's totally fair. I don't enjoy it either, but I'm contractually obligated mm. to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, DCL's pack, did they look better? <laughs> Not really, but, you know, it's hard to look worse. They're in the alternatives, Neil Mopey. So Shut let's Mopay. see how that plays what out. Oh, shit. He's so bad. How
1: many he's goals he so scored for? One? He's got one. He's got one. One. I remember. Two.
0: It was like in September as well.
1: Me too. It was like a second game for them or something. Useless. It's
0: just useless footballer. Um, But let's just talk conceptually then, mate. Um, Are Palace a better team without Zaha in their team? Is this a classic case of taking the Coutinho out of the team and everyone else stepping up creatively? Or taking Ozil out of the team and everyone stepping up creatively? Is this a case of that? Mm Because they seem a better team since Roy's come in and he's been injured coincidentally. Yeah. Some say the fixtures have been nicer but yeah, you know maybe. maybe there's something there. Maybe this is life without it's actually Well
1: maybe it's nice one of those ones where be. you know like you've got to pass it to Wilford if he's on the pitch because he's the man. You know so you're playing less for the team exactly, you're more for the individual.
0: Other players step up because it's an easy out to just pass, pass the Zahar otherwise. So could be mate.
1: Could be one to watch. Could be one to watch. Could be one to watch. I mean, what else do we have to say about this game? I mean, Holgate got sent off. Yeah, There's no need to. Just...
0: It, it deserves <laughs> absolutely no commentary. It deserves nothing from us. And you've already had too much. You've had too much, Everton. I'm disappointed in you, Sean. I thought you. Were I just don't this.
1: know where, yeah, I don't know where they're going to get points but from Everton when they play like that. You just can't play like that.
0: I do feel like he's been given the shittest hand oh, yeah. in the oh, Premier yeah, League, yeah, realistically. Yeah. I mean, no money no spirit
1: controversial but Gylfi Sigerson and, after two years in the wilderness uh, finally been cleared <laughs> can he come back mm, yeah <laughs> that's a, that's a that's hard, a hard pass. pass
0: yeah I mean they, they sold their their best attacker in Gordon and they signed precisely fucking nobody that to
1: always say, smacks of like dumb
0: we are so yeah, they are so, so broke.
1: broke and I if they go down it's a travesty for them they're f- they're, they're effed if they, they go down
0: they really are they they are going all the way down like Sunderland that's what I mean
1: it's down. not a quick comeback like Burnley like Burnley surprised us with the kind of boomerang but can't see it for Everton I've seen mm. them like Leeds just in the wilderness for a long time so come on Everton sort it out Sean Jack and my Don expect a bit more mate
0: yeah can't mate but you know he's always got it in him maybe they can clutch like a 1-0 against City that would be very on oh, brand for him Um Here's an observation before we wrap up any other business. Don't think there are any contentious penalty talking points this weekend? What happened? What's up with that? Usually there's about five
1: hand balls. I guess players are just not kicking the ball Weird. as hard as they can as people's arms. It's a travesty. Bloody travesty. People, people have removed their arms. You know, you know what? I'm quite glad really because curious. Ugh, the refereeing recently has been absolutely dog. So... It's quite,
0: you know, like, yeah, it's quite nice I agree. to have to talk about it again this week,
1: to be honest.
0: It's just odd. It's just a very odd feeling, which means huge controversy midweek this week then. And last but not least, let's talk about Chelsea, because they didn't make an appearance on this pod. But they're everyone's favourite talking point, because they're a fucking <laughs> weird club. Julian Nagelsmann ruled himself out of the Chelsea job, and as it stands at the time of recording... Pochettino seems very close to the move.
1: Oh, can I just say, I love that you've Which, written Nagelson. <laughs> Nagelson.
0: Yeah, good old Julian Nagelson. Great guy. Julian Nagelson. Great, I'm getting tired Isn't by mate, the end of whatever. these notes, I can tell. <laughs> I, I, yeah, page page nine. <laughs> Fuck it, Nagelson I do. <laughs> it's there or thereabouts. There's no
1: oh, other so Nagels this or Nagels that. Influence. But yeah, I mean, Poch, for me, Potch seems massively underwhelming compared to Nagelsmann. Nagelsman is exciting. You know, done when he at Leipzig at teams that, you know, punching up. I think he kind of struggled at Bayern because they're expected to win. He's never had that. So Chelsea's perfect. They always punched up, you know. That was their thing. And it's just mm. like, I feel like Todd in this... we need to to say more because I know Todd's the face of this absolute farce but what's his name like Agali he's actually more of a decision maker than Todd when it comes to Chelsea he's just not in the headlights as much and do they really need someone that they can like collaborate with that much like could they not just maybe they compromise on how they're doing it rather than making everyone else compromise to how they want to do it but it's clearly not working you know thing,
0: never it's their club mate
1: it's a bit nuts like maybe if they just mm-hmm. actually hire real football people and let them do the football instead of like you know trying to have
0: yeah but, but bro even with the normal football they've got fucking like three sporting directors instead of one so even with the actual football stuff they've decided oh yeah we'll just get three of the best around it Just seems for weird one job to
1: me. it just seems weird it almost feels like they're not learning anything at all
0: yeah and as we know Rizzo Pochettino famously not a fan of a sporting director so I will be interested to see how it plays out mm. when he's got three that he has to ask permission of
1: I know uh, I mean Poch two.
0: But it's I get why
1: Poch would one. want to take the job even if it's not the one because if they're not offering it at Tottenham which must be his first choice you know he's wanted to get back into football for a while Chelsea is a big club English mm-hmm. football it's got a good reputation here I can understand why he would jump at the chance to join it but it just doesn't seem like the right the right appointment if you're bidding Louis Enrique and Nagelsson then and you know what I mean <laughs> like what like
0: oh mate I don't know it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me because they're going to have to bin so many players because he's quite particular about what he likes and what he wants. And can't see him being happy with having 34 fucking players all moaning and not buying into it. I just don't think it's the right job for him because at Spurs, he had a small mm. squad with a relatively small budget and he got the most out of them. And at PSG, he had a big squad with lots of money and it was a, a lot disaster. Of egos as well. And Chelsea's oh, yeah, very yeah, much I in know. the latter yeah it's very much in the latter part it's not like Chelsea's like a ooh Chelsea's not like Brighton is Potts would be a much better fit for like Brighton for example I guess where it's like he's the biggest star there at Chelsea he's not the biggest star there still they're not buying into him necessarily they're all locked into eight year contracts anyway they're going to outlast him no matter what so it doesn't really matter
1: yeah oh I don't know big summer coming up for Chelsea and yeah another another one I guess we'll just find out it's always fun, so
0: Tottenham fans, let us know what you think. Will this hurt you? Will you ever recover from the yeah, Also, Tottenham and Chelsea watched, really know, hate each other. Chelsea. So
1: he's crossing that divide, which is a bit risky. Could potentially tarnish your reputation, you know, at Tottenham as well.
0: Asian Potch, mate, at the bridge. He's sending them down. Yeah, Tottenham fans, you heard it here first.
1: Yeah, so let's see. And that, my friends, is that We've we've, we've we've actually done pretty well in that second half we've brought it back um, pulled it
0: back that's all thanks to you Big Sean mm, thanks for,
1: for having that. nothing to talk about whatsoever <laughs> um, as always yeah. follow the tings the socials it's popping rate us on Spotify that's been pretty good recently actually so thank you whoever's been liking that
0: yes and above all else don't forget to send your questions to from the back C- see
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: gmail.com you know just whatever the name is plus what it is it's very easy yeah. to remember no frills
1: send, send it. it we'll talk about it
0: and we might we might have to be back for a midweek or you realistically because there's actually big boy fixtures
1: yeah.
0: on Wednesday so well why don't we just do we'll yeah, a
1: midweek just for those games because they'll be the, the biggest games of the season really. yeah yeah we could we'll work it out out. but yes thanks as always for listening see you next time from the backseat